This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Aviva, Genworth Financial, The Hartford, Mass Mutual, MetLife, Liberty Life, American General, and Pacific Life and Annuity. Now, join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen from Ringler Associates New England Operations, and we're glad you could join us again today. Remember, you can find all the Ringler Radio shows on our website at ringlerassociates.com or thelegaltalknetwork.com. Well, today our show is coming to you from the annual ATLA convention in sunny Seattle, Washington. And let me say for all of you who think it only rains out here, it's pretty, it's beautiful, and it's very, very impressive. And also joining me today as my co-host is Tony Robinson, uh, one of Ringler Associates' most successful and innovative brokers. Tony uh, began his career in the claims and structured settlement industry in 1991. And Tony, you certainly didn't have far to go to get here. Your office is right down the road here in the Seattle area. Welcome. Thanks, Larry. It's great to be here. Well, uh, Tony, let me ask you this. What's uh, the story about all the Seattle weather? What is the Chamber of Commerce trying to keep us all away with this rain forecast? Well, it's something we do to uh, keep the Californians out of our state. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm from Boston, so uh, I, I really enjoy it here. And I'm very impressed. All the people that are out here in Seattle really uh, have really come to love your city. And uh, I hope you uh, invite us again. Yeah, I think uh, when the weather's nice in Seattle, there's no better place on earth. Good. Well, today we're going to talk about uh, making the financial planner your friend and collaborator, rather than merely your competitor vying for the plaintiff's settlement funds. So, Tony, why don't you introduce our special guest? Uh, thanks, Larry. Yeah, I uh, wasn't in this business very long when I realized that the uh, collaborative approach in what we do for our clients is about the only way to go. And I thought, who better to collaborate with than my own wife, Julie Robinson? So, Julie, <laughs> why don't you... Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I, I say I've been collaborating with Tony for a lot of years. We've been married for almost 10 and talked about financial planning uh, most of our married life. What um, I've done in financial planning is started my practice back in 1993, joining the financial services industry, and have had the pleasure to have my own practice in addition to wholesaling for three of the largest financial planning firms, financial services firms in the industry. And... Uh, during that time, I've, I've trained thousands of financial advisors, and in, invariably it comes up, oh, what does your husband do? So I kind of feel like on the side I've been training it, all those financial advisors on what, finan or what structured settlements are because really no one knew. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, um, no doubt planning someone's financial future has many facets, Julie, but no matter what the specific financial goals are, aren't the guiding principles uh, similar in almost every case? Why don't you tell us about some of the important factors that you have to evaluate uh, each time you talk to a client? Well, I think that Tony and I have found that there's a lot of similarities, the the most important thing being the needs of the client. And I think that we start from a very similar spot. Um, oftentimes, though, your client has been injured suddenly and is no longer working, whereas ours might still be working. And the first thing we want to do is determine their needs, figure out their risk tolerance and suitability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the things I like to focus on is I don't 
you know, in my un unscientific study, a lot of people don't have meaningful relationships with financial planners when we meet them. And often the structured settlement broker is the first person to bring up certain issues and certain things that they haven't thought about. And it goes beyond what we do with the structured settlements, but it takes into account, you know, the full financial picture for them. Yeah, I think that there's it, it's often we're, we're guessing about the future in mm -hmm. terms of, well, when do you want to retire? What, how much money do you want when you retire? Whereas oftentimes in a structured settlement situation, you, you have the retirement date, and now it's more a matter of let's guess when you're going to need to replace certain things, when you're going to need to have a higher income that year, and trying to figure all of that out and have the products that you put in place match that for the client. Right, and I, th I think the Maybe the biggest difference between our side of the financial planning world and, and Julie's side of the financial planning world is an understanding of the risk tolerance of the individual. If you look at the, the typical severely injured plaintiff, uh, this is their one shot. They're getting a lot of money today to take care of them for the rest of their lives, mm -hmm. replacing not only lost income in the future, but meeting their medical needs and, and other needs that, that they normally would have provided for their family. And it's a failure of maybe some people in the financial planning world to recognize that difference. They look at somebody with a million dollars to invest as like the, the last millionaire that walked in the door. And, and as we know, as you know, Larry, it's a lot different. And getting the financial planners to recognize that difference is, is the first step in the, in the collaborative process. Absolutely. And uh, in Boston, for example, we had uh, Lawyers Weekly have an article about how uh, some lawyers thought that they could do better by bringing their clients to financial planners only to have uh, the counterpoint being made that uh, this isn't these aren't investment dollars we're talking about for these claimants these are these are the, the life and blood day-to-day uh, -day living expenses that are basically being taken care of so we have to protect them for sure Tony don't you have a story uh, about a uh, specific case uh, that came up here in Seattle yeah it was a recent case that, that we worked on together Julie and I and uh, it was a you know a real tragic case a woman injured in an automobile accident with paralyzing injuries and uh, you know, I, I think as, as tragic as as that part is to somebody's life, I, in dealing with these po these folks post-settlement, I think trying to decide what to do with the money is almost more difficult for them. Uh, so the better, broader solution that we can bring to them, I think, makes helps them make a more informed decision. And in this case, that's exactly what we did. Um, you know, first thing we have to do is educate them about the structured settlement, what it is. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, very few people get to have the, uh, get to learn about structured settlements. I mean, I, I tell people you don't want to have to meet me. That means something bad has happened to you. Exactly. But, um, so we, uh, you know, we talked about structured settlements and how it fits into the core of, of a global financial plan for her, uh, making sure that the things that she knew she needed to have for her ongoing needs were taken care of. And uh, the rest of the monies were invested for the things we can't plan for, and that's where Julie steps in. And this was a, a real unique situation where we were able to talk at length and really go back and forth with the attorney and, and get a good handle on putting together a real complete option so that we could look at a solution. Here's what it would look like if we just structured it within the products that Tony works with. Here's what it would look like if we did a blended approach. One of the key things that I'm I really advocate is just the integrity of what you're looking at. It's real easy to go in and make really high projections, really high big promises, but it's not realistic, mm -hmm. particularly when you're dealing with a 46-year-old with uh, paralyzing injuries and not an ability to go on and work further. So I think that we need to, in the financial planning world, have the integrity to say this person's risk tolerance is probably more closely matched to a 60- or 70-year-old and put that into consideration and not come in with the 
high projections. And Tony will, will kind of address that a little bit, that that was a situation we were in here. Yeah, we knew we would be in competition with uh, one of these boutique sort of high net worth financial planning firms, um, and which was okay. I think competition brings out the best in everybody. And in mm -hmm. this case, it helped her make a, the most informed decision. But uh, the mistake that this particular individual made was, uh, I think, competing to get the business rather than focusing on the needs of the client mm -hmm. and overstretched a little bit in the aggressive investment portfolio. Uh, through my discussions with the client, I, I recognized real early that she was conservative and was really more concerned with making sure she was taken care of rather than growing her settlement into some sort of uh, nest egg for the future generations of her family. And um, so when, the, when this individual made their presentation and, and, you know, had some very aggressive projections as to what the returns would be, you know, it was lights out. And, and uh, the client, it was easy for her to make a decision at that point. It was. It well, was. That's the kind of collaboration that uh, breeds success. But, uh, Julie, why doesn't that kind of collaboration occur more often? Well, I think that there's a couple things. Um, it, it comes down to trust and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with knowledge, I've got the unscientific study of all the, the thousands of financial advisors that I've trained. And every time I talk to them and, and talk about structured settlements, really they don't understand the tax-free status of those payments. What you have is so unique that when we call it an annuity, folks on my side of the table think it's an annuity like we work with. And in fact, they're quite, quite different. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a, a knowledge factor. And then there's also the trust factor. And when we when we th see money on the table, we just want to capture those assets. And, and I think that where the win-win for the client is, is if we've got the client's needs first, we can collaborate. And oftentimes, the perfect solution works its way to the top. And whether that is 100% structured or some kind of blend, you know, that's going to be the win-win for everybody. When you have the integrity at the top, that makes success for the whole industry. Well, that's a good point. And, you know, Tony, we're really in the uh, business of educating people, attorneys, clients, uh, and, and financial planners. And what I have found, maybe you have too, that, as Julie says, they don't really understand the structured settlement. And they tend to initially, you know, say no to it and advise their clients against it. Yet, we all know that if a financial planner, planner or the financial planning community had this tax-free annuity product in their you know, portfolio to sell, they'd be selling it very, very aggressively. Uh, and they really need to understand just how, just how beneficial it is. No, I think that's exactly right. And, and uh, you know, I really encourage folks to, if they have a financial planner they're working with or even have a neighbor or an uncle, as everybody seems to have, bring that person to the table early. Let's talk about it. The, you know, the irony is... Uh, what we sell is, I think, on the face of it, very simple. You know, it's security, it's safety. We're going to tell you exactly what, you, what you're going to get and when you're going to get it. And uh, that has a lot of value beyond the numbers on the paper. Um, but it's easy to sell against. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm licensed, as many of us are, to sell all sorts of financial products, you know, structure, or structured settlements, stocks, bonds, mutual funds. I specialize in structured settlements. Our competition, a lot of times, are, can sell everything but structured settlements. Exactly. And, I, and I think that's the biggest difference. And again, their training is to uh, get the case, get the client. And, uh, you know, we go to them a lot more than they come to us. And that's okay. Uh, I think as long as we continue fighting the good fight. But that, that fact that they cannot sell the product kind of breeds this collaboration that we talked about. You know, if they, if they recognize that the product is valuable for their client and they know that talking to you or, would help them make their client more whole. It makes sense to do it. One of the things I always try to do is 
in the old pie chart analysis say that the segment of the pie chart that the financial planner would typically allocate to a fixed income type of an investment would be a perfect place for the structured settlement. Yeah, many of the investment firms out there have some kind of asset allocation model. Mm -hmm. And I think anyone who's met with a planner or even opened up any type of uh, Morningstar type magazine, you're going to find asset allocation and that you can't predict what the top performing asset class is going to be year to year. So the key to winning in the market is being diversified amongst the different asset classes. So in uh, a conservative or even aggressive portfolio, there's going to be anywhere from 50 to 80% that's going to be on some kind of fixed investment. So when we go out and shop the market for those fixed investments, we're, of course, shopping in a taxable environment, whereas you guys come in and have a tax-free guaranteed product. So typically what, what we've looked at when we're looking at asset allocation is for the fixed part of the portfolio, the structured settlement can typically outperform um, what we're able to do on the open market just because of the tax-free status. No question about that. Well, we all know one thing. One of life's most important and expensive necessities uh, in the financial planning arena is for college education for children. And what we're going to do is we're going to look into that more uh, specifically in a few minutes, and we're going to take a quick break, come right back and talk to Tony and Julie Robinson about the whole area of college planning. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio, Internet radio from Ringler Associates. Quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Experience counts. Over 130,000 cases structured. This is Ringler Radio. Internet radio from Bringler Associates, placing more than $18 billion in structures over the past 30 years, and one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. Bringler Radio is produced by broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. We invite you to listen to our other shows on the Legal Talk Network and become a member. It's free at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to the Legal Talk Network. It's free. Ringler Associates, the only broker you need. Listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose a topic. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Aviva, Genworth Financial, The Hartford, Mass Mutual, MetLife, Liberty Life, American General, and Pacific Life and Annuity. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. We're talking here about how structured settlements can collaborate with financial planners. And uh, with me today is Tony Robinson from Ringler Associates here in Seattle. And also Julie Robinson, a very successful financial advisor, also here in the Seattle area. We're bringing this Ringler Radio show to you today from the ATLA convention being held here in Seattle, and uh, we're having a good time. Well, much like financial planning uh, would like to cl- would like to navigate a client through investments and risk management, so does a good structured settlement broker. And uh, one of the issues that comes up comes up often in uh, when we handle claim settlements, Tony, is uh, the whole area of college. Uh, college uh, funds and college uh, planning for the children. 
Let's talk about these issues of college planning and how the structured settlement and the financial planning uh, arena deal with them. Yeah, I think it's one of the things that everybody admits, whether it's the settlement that they're getting and they want to help their own children through college or it's an injured child and uh, we're trying to decide how to structure that settlement. Um, meeting the college needs of somebody is not a difficult sale for anybody in, in the financial services world. And one of the key things that we're going to talk about is is how to maximize the effectiveness of the, of the settlement dollars uh, and perhaps... Well, like leverage that for financial aid. Yeah, keep the financial aid options available. And, and you know, one scenario I would look at is you have an individual who, before they get injured, would be qualify for certain financial aid. And because they get injured and they're receiving a settlement and those monies are for certain things they need in the future, uh, maybe medication, maybe some tutoring needs, whatever it is for the minor, the receipt of those funds all of a sudden keeps them, uh, makes them ineligible for, the, for aid. And so a structured settlement enables us to take advantage of that fact and, and, and help them out and also keep their financial aid application open and yeah that's a very important point I, I see this a lot where oftentimes we actually produce the structured settlement to come out when the child's in their 20s to pay back these loans uh, and still enable them to uh, to receive the financial aid that's there that's that's a very good point what about the financial financial planning side Joy? well I think where you want to start with is what the rules of financial aid are and there's a great website out there that the um, government has put out it's uh, www.fin aidfinaid.org or com will get you to this site. Mm -hmm. Becoming knowledgeable about what affects financial aid really then helps the client and the broker structure a settlement that has the least impact. And I don't think any of us are talking about doing anything unethical. What we want to do is if the money is for some future medical needs, well, then the money shouldn't affect the financial aid. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that, that we're keeping the integrity of the system put together. But often um, it is such that the client or the, the young minor will receive assets. And when that client does receive assets, you have to look at it. Is this an asset that the child owns? or is this income, and there's some definitely some gray area. Mm -hmm. When you look at the financial aid forms, which are on the website, you really have a hard time figuring out where to put this asset. Mm -hmm. um, and that is going to be for you and your um, financial advisors and your attorneys and CPAs to actually look at the form so you put it where you feel comfortable. There could be some scenarios where you don't feel it fits or you could structure the payments to come right after the junior year, spring of their junior year, begin the payments then, and that way you could either pay back loans that were taken mm -hmm. or you know, you're out of the financial aid arena at that point because you've done your final filing for the financial aid form. When you look at um, an asset or income, if the asset is in the child's name, about 35% of it is going to be pulled into the aid formula. Mm -hmm. If it's in the parent's name, which I know, you know, it depends if you've got claimants that have children and you're trying to put this plan together for them, um, only 5.6% of the asset it gets pulled into the financial aid formula. So obviously there's some advantages there. Uh, for income, you get an income protection allowance. If you are the adult, if you're the minor, you don't. So there's some definite things to keep into, take into consideration and certainly getting knowledgeable about it and talking to someone that's knowledgeable about it will, will really help. Yeah, one of the things we will do when we're dealing with a minor settlement here in, in Washington is talk to uh, the schools in the area and explain the situation and, and what a structured settlement is, why we're designing it the way we're designing it, what their specific needs are. And a lot of times, if, if the funds are earmarked for something other than school, 
the medical needs that I talked about earlier or something like that, uh, they'll discount it completely and not count it against the child. And that's a critical thing. And um, they're more than supportive of that if, if there's a, a reason behind it. And, and uh, that's stretching the settlement dollars even further. That's what it's all about. It's, and it's nice to know that some children even know where they want to go to school to even talk to those universities. Uh, most, most, most children don't. You know, one of the other things is we have two types of cases typically. One is where a parent is injured. There may be a consortium claim where the child does get some benefit from the claim itself where we can allocate some monies to the child tax-free. Other times, we allocate monies to the parents because they're the injured parties, but have the monies come out at the time frame that coincides with the child's education. And in that, that's the instance, uh, Julie, where you were talking about where the parent would be the, the main asset owner and, and have much less of it you know, counted. Well, and I, I, there's an interesting point there, too. I think when we have a parent who's getting uh, the lion's share of the settlement dollars and, and they want to do something for college, they might want to do a 529 plan mm -hmm. or something along those lines, which is a wonderful product. But the thing to remember is the benefit of doing that is that you use the money for educational needs and they get to pull it out tax-free. However, if your child doesn't go to college or uh, something along those lines, you pull the money out taxable with a penalty. Mm -hmm. Structured settlement's tax-free already, and it comes to the parent uh, directly. And at that point, if the child doesn't go to school or gets a scholarship or something like that, they can use the money for something else, reinvest it. And, and so it gives them greater flexibility and still has that tax advantage. And the control. Control is key. You know, do you want to give a minor control? Obviously, if they're the claimant and it's theirs, obviously. But if we're talking about a parent, most parents that we counsel just in the regular everyday situation, we talk about maintaining control until the very last minute so you know that you're doing the best thing for your client, for your child. Exactly. And, and most uh, situations that I've seen where the child does not go to college, that money is used to buy a Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> a nice Camaro. A nice Camaro. <laughs> well, Julie, what do you see out there from the financial planning standpoint about the whole area of structured settlement broker competition? How, how, do, you, how do you view the structured settlement broker as you do your work? Well, obviously, being married to one, I have probably a unique set of eyes to the industry. I look at them as a fabulous partner. Everybody is looking for ways to grow their business, and I think partnering with a, a structured settlement broker is one of the best ways to grow your business because they are the ones that are first to the table to talk to the clients, far more so than a financial advisor is. So anytime there's money on the table, there's usually competition to get the biggest peeps. Um, this is where trust and ethics come in. You have to put the needs of the client first, and this is what should drive the final solution of how the client allocates his or her settlement. Sometimes it will be all structured. Sometimes it will be all cash. I'd like to think that uh, oftentimes it's a blended solution and that it 100% matches the needs of the client. And I think that if you're working with ethical folks, uh, which there's a lot of ethical financial advisors out there, and they're very knowledgeable, and I think that a, a good partnership could really benefit the client. You know, I, I think that's true uh, even though you're not married <laughs> because uh, we all know that in every case there's, there's immediate cash that's, that's put on the table for the claimant that could be handled by a uh, financial planner, for example, or as the money comes out in the structure, as it comes out monthly or, or lump sums, those monies could then flow into a financial planner's uh, portfolio that he has set up for or she has set up for the, for the client. Yeah. So that's a big, it's a big, I call it a, a, almost a, a double advantage. You get the tax-free income flow, and then, and then that, whatever that rate of return is, tax-free, flows into a financial planner's portfolio. Well, and I forward. think Tony and I talk about this an awful lot, and it's that we spend a lot of time talking about the competition between us, 
And what we've determined is that really we're not the competition. The competition is cash. And when a client receives cash, the best decisions aren't always made. And there's lots of uh, statistics supporting that. So to the extent that we can put a broad range financial plan ahead, then when the money is received, it goes right into the plan, whether that's structured or not. Yeah, I think the main mistake that that our mutual clients make is not making that first phone call. And I always tell them that when I'm done with my first meeting is, you know, make sure you make that call. Do something with the money because I'm going to make that call tomorrow, turns into next week, turns into next month, and the next thing they have is that Camaro and nothing else. Right. uh, That's what we can kind of help avoid. Exactly. Well, this has been a a very interesting topic, and we've had a a great discussion on it. Any final thoughts that uh, either of you have on uh, this whole area of collaboration? Well, I think it's just uh, very critical for for us to focus on the client's needs and and really drill down into what it is that they need and how we can best meet those needs, and uh, the best solution will, will make itself obvious. Yes, I agree very much. Well, that's nice for a married couple to agree. That's, that's <laughs> sure, surely good for all of us. I want to thank you both for being here on Ringler Radio, uh, and if our listeners want more information about this topic, how would they reach you, Julie? I think the best way to reach me is through Tony Robinson at Ringler Associates. Okay, and, and Tony, how do they reach you? 1-800-344-7452. Uh, that will reach us in our Seattle office, and uh, we look forward to helping you. And, of course, you can reach any Ringler broker at ringlerassociates.com. Again, tune into Ringler Radio, ringlerassociates.com, or legaltalknetwork.com. And that will do it for this edition of Ringler Radio here from the Atla Convention in Seattle. We're loving it here. Go out and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Ringler Associates, experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Aviva, Genworth Financial, The Hartford, Mass Mutual, MetLife, Liberty Life, American General, and Pacific Life and Annuity.